0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Trajectory, the AFEC podcast. Uh, With me today I have Ramya from Bain & Co in Sydney. Um, And we're going to discuss uh, her journey through university, uh, graduating, and her role at Bain thus far, amongst other things. Um, You can find us at Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, Be sure to rate and subscribe to us on all of those platforms, uh, should you wish. Ramya, very nice to speak with you today
1: great thank you so much Um, it's a pleasure to be here and talk to you a little bit about um, my story and my journey Um, obviously my experiences at Bain as well as part of that
0: brilliant okay so it's probably good to start off with what exactly does Bain do and what is your role there
1: yeah sure so Bain is a management consulting firm Um, we're based out of Boston um, but we have uh, over 50 offices around the world and the main role of a management consulting firm is to help businesses solve their most challenging problems and we're able to do that because we deploy small teams um, who quickly um, understand the business and the industry and are able to deliver speed to insight. Um, and that's what we do.
0: Brilliant, and your role at Bain, what is what is it that you do as a consultant there?
1: Yeah, so I'm a consultant at Bain and so we have a tend to have a quite a generalist structure, which means that as a consultant, uh, you get to work on lots of different kinds of projects. Um, so across different industries, from telecommunications to financial services, as well as different types of work. So from strategy um, to corporate strategy to pricing. And what that allows you to do is work across lots of different projects and for lots of different clients um, and kind of build quite a generalist skill.
0: Brilliant. And did you always see consulting as, as what you would end up doing? Um, I, I suppose before university it's not a super common thing to know about consulting, no. management consulting in particular?
1: It's not. And I didn't know about management consulting um, until my final year at university. Um, so I studied a degree in commerce and science at UCED, Um Just three hours down the road from here. And I only learned about management consulting in my final year. And I was really interested in a career that would leave me a lot of open options and consulting provides you with that. So it allows you to develop lots of different skills and problem solving and exposure to lots of different industries, which means that you can delay that decision a little bit longer (laughs) before having to specialize any further.
0: Mm, mm. In terms of you know, so you're working on a project, um, you've got a general set of skills, but the project requires some kind of specific knowledge about something. Is there a a system in place that you would, you know, go to some educational institution or you would get on the job training, is that?
1: Yeah, so most of the training that you receive at Bain is on the job. Um, Being quite a large firm, we also have a lot of training, so specific kind of training that you go to. So we do global trainings every year. Um, but the best way to learn is really by watching other people who are experts in their craft. And so what we do is we don't necessarily accumulate a lot of industry-specific knowledge, but more general knowledge around how to solve problems. And so when we first go onto a client site, we're usually using um, the executives of that firm who pre- have lots of specific knowledge and trying to extract that out to help them think about how they may solve the problems that they haven't been able able to so far. Um, so we do, um, we have a really rich data set of, you know, thousands of partners around the world, thousands of projects and clients that we've worked with. And so we can access that and use that to help um, understand the problems that are, our clients are facing and, and build a solution for that.
0: Right. Well, clearly learning and, and being able to learn effectively would be core to all of that, right? Yes. So. Before university or, or during university as well, were you a good student? Yes, yes. I was.
1: <laughs> I was a very good student. Um, so I come from a Sri Lankan um, background. My parents were migrants. Um, and so that means, you know, education was instilled in us as an incredibly important thing. Um, part of of our childhood and so you know we studied a lot we're very good at maths and um, it also kind of fostered this kind of curiosity as well so wanting to learn being interested in lots of different kind of subjects and areas um, and you need to have that curiosity to be good at management consulting because you get thrown into lots of different situations in industries and areas that you don't have that much knowledge Um, so recently I was working in financial services for a company that issued credit cards like I have a a credit card but I don't know that much about credit cards and payments and transactions and so it meant that you just have to be willing to you know pour through the research and try and understand as best you can to help produce insights and and be able to share that with the client so you've got to be willing to to really um go outside of your comfort zone
0: right so you left school yeah you're a good student there you went to university what did you study I know you mentioned science was it
1: yeah so I studied commerce and science, commerce and um, science. in commerce I studied econ- econometrics um, so economics and maths together mm. and that was a natural kind of subject for me because I was already very good at maths and it was kind of playing to my strengths in science I studied psychology I was really interested in people and the complexity in which um, Kind of people make decisions. It's never as kind of straightforward as or binary in the way that kind of maths can be, and so I enjoy doing those two different subjects, which kind of um, helped me kind of broaden my sphere.
0: Mm. Why were you drawn to doing, uh, I suppose, the econometric side? Like that's kind of an interesting, you know, like subject in itself, and obviously a very complex one from what I understand. Is that? something you'd had experience with at school or, or from your parents? Uh,
1: I think I was always good at maths and um, my dad was also very good at maths and so I kind of learnt that a lot from him. Mm. Um, and at University. it was a great opportunity to kind of play to my strengths on one side and do econometrics, but then also kind of satisfy my curiosity and willingness to kind of explore new areas that I wasn't necessarily good at, but allowed me to develop a new new skill set. And so um, the econometrics allowed me to kind of focus on a a base um, and develop that, and um, psychology allowed me to kind of explore further.
0: Mm. So you think, so would you say that a lot of what you studied you you put into practice or is it more the the frameworks and the the ways of thinking that you?
1: I think it's um, as you mentioned I think more the ways of thinking and framework so the content itself um, you forget over time um, unless you practice it day-to-day, but a lot of the frameworks around um, thinking about how to have your ideas challenged, to debate them, to engage in complex material, um, to be able to reframe them in your own essays Mm. um, and take that and apply that in exams, all of those kind of skills are incredibly useful and they're the things that you hone at university and then can kind of further develop um, throughout your career.
0: Do many students who study science become management consultants or are there lots of management consultants who studied science?
1: So there's a lot of commerce and law students, um, but there's also a lot of people with lots of different backgrounds as well. So we have people who've studied languages or medicine, um, the sciences, engineers, um, and having the diverse kind of background really allows um, to have a really great functioning team who bring in different expertise and different I- ideas and ways to approach problems and that's what you you want is uh, to have diverse teams coming together to solve problems you don't want everyone thinking in the same way
0: mm. when you're solving those problems do you normally work in uh, teams that are all based locally or do you have access to a, a more international problem solving framework, What's what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so we tend to work um, in teams that tend to be Australian based, um, so we have offices in Perth, and Melbourne and Sydney, um, and so you tend to have a team that comes together across those geographies to work on a problem together. And usually it might be kind of four to six people, um, but over the last, I think, few years, what we've also seen in management consulting is the way that we solve problems is changing. Um, we're using a lot more data analytics and kind of digital technologies, thinking more about kind of human-centred design and the customer experience. And all of those facets are really kind of coming in together more. So instead of it just being quite a generalist team only working together, it's more about um, pulling in that expertise. So calling up, um, you know, the design team in San Francisco and getting on a call with them and um, asking them how they might think about this problem and approach it in a different way Um, and in that way accessing those global resources and the global frameworks Mm -hmm. to help you kind of think about the problem in a in a different way
0: Mm -hmm. you mentioned that your approach to problem-solving is changing do you think there are many uh, like what degrees would you say or what or what things maybe not degrees what things could you study um, say you're in our position that Mm -hmm. would lend themselves towards this changing you. Is, is are there certain degrees yeah. that lend themselves to that, or is it is it more just a, a framework that you build up in any discipline?
1: I think it's a really good question, and I think about that a lot. I've got a little two-year-old daughter, <laughs> and I always think about you know what are the things that she's going to study and learn, and. I think regardless of what you study, the ability to kind of really commit to it, really engage, push yourself, think, um, work with other people on those problems is what really helps you, um, is what really helps you. Um, content is always kind of changing and the things that you learn at university within five years, some of that is reimagined or rethought. Mm-hmm. and so. Holding on to the content itself is never that useful. It's much more about how you think about um, kind of expanding the way that you think and um, generate ideas. And it's really all of those kind of critical thinking skills that holds you in a really good stead no matter what your career
0: path is. Mm-hmm. Was there a particular uh, activity that you engaged in at university, maybe outside of your studies, that you felt really set you up for the next a couple of years or the next yeah Yeah,
1: I think um one of the things that I did at uni um was I went on an exchange program so I went to the Mm -hmm. Netherlands for a year um and studied over there um and in the lead up to that I worked three part-time jobs and tried to make sure that I could save enough and you know scrimped and did all of that so that I could go overseas and have a great experience and I think the thing that I learned through that was you know applying kind of hard work to get you to that position but also working with people who don't think the same way as you um, who come from a different background and being able to engage with those people and see how um, they they're background is just so different so things that you take for granted um, the way that you communicate the kind of slogans and idioms you use as soon as you go over to Europe it's completely different and you can't um, express yourself in the same way and it's a great way to understand also and be grateful for all the experiences that you have at home that have set you up so well to succeed in other environments um and so learning how to be kind of flexible and adaptable um, work mm-hmm. with new people from different backgrounds kind of challenge yourself mm-hmm. i think all of those things i i got to experience being on an exchange program
0: right is there so so that's one way would you are there any other ways you would recommend people um develop that ability to be flexible and open-minded when it comes to dealing with people who come from different cultures or backgrounds or disciplines?
1: I think um, it's almost in some of the small kind of incremental things that you can do. Um, I think at kind of this stage of you know being at university and kind of thinking about your first kind of jobs and kind of building out your career, um, you have the ability to take so many risks and so many chances um, and it's it doesn't have to be huge risks, it can be talking to someone in your class that you've never spoken to before and engaging in a new conversation it can be taking a subject that you might not be great at but you're really interested in the content um, you know it could be a, you know applying to a different program or a scholarship or something that just pushes you slightly out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone um, and into someone else's sphere um, i think is the best way to start to develop that adaptability and flexibility
0: mm-hmm. well before we move on from university um, probably question i would like to know is you mentioned you were good at maths and that was sort of an expectation in your family yeah um how would you say you go about improving at mathematics because you know i know as someone who has never been strong in mathematics i'm studying law commerce so (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason for that no but um you know like it's it's a it's a skill that seems very different to what i've maybe been good at in the past um and you know i often speak with friends about you know what is it that you you know you've managed to find um do you do you think there's a there's a way that you can you can improve in mathematics is there like a a really tried and tested way
1: I don't know if there is like a secret sauce um that you know if you just (laughs) sprinkle it you will become good at maths um I think for me it was um seeing my father um so he's passed away now but um he was he just loved maths and he loved the ability to Um, you know see a problem that he couldn't solve or um, you know you know trigonometric problem that he hadn't you know seen in decades and you know he'd pull out the textbooks and he'd just want to learn and figure out how to do it again Um, and I think it's the ability to just kind of keep applying yourself and You would have done that so many times in other parts of kind of your educational kind of sphere and you know you'd be learning you've practiced a skill and as soon as you keep practicing it you get better and better at it and you get the reinforcement people tell you you're good at it and then you become good at it and I think that's the way with maths is if you believe that you are going to be good at it and you keep practicing then you just become good at it and you Mm. just get all the reinforcement and so if throughout your career um, and throughout your kind of educational journey you've been told that you're you know a great orator and um, you're great at reading and synthesizing information then naturally you start to do that more and more and then Mm. you become a lawyer Um, (laughs) and so I think it's just about Uh, just about practicing and I think that's also I think one of the challenges um, that I faced even coming into Bain Um, you're surrounded by incredibly smart people who seem like they're good at everything Um, and so it's easy to notice the things that you're not good at Mm. and so we talk a lot about um, also focusing on your strengths and your spikes so you always have choices around whether to kind of double down on your spikes and the things that you're really good at or to kind of focus on your weaknesses and try and build them up. And either approach is fine. Um, And so you have a choice to, you know, be better at maths or just keep working on the things that you're already so naturally good at.
0: Mm. Oh, Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Put that into practice. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned that you'd sort of discovered management consulting um, in your final year of university. What was it that drew you? Did you go straight to Bain out of... Graduated.
1: No, I didn't. So I spent um, about 10 years working before I joined Bain. Right. Um, so in my final year at university, I was looking at, you know, going to all the kind of career open sessions, mm. um, as you do, and hearing about all the different employers and everyone telling you that their workplace is the best. Um, and I stumbled across management consulting through that process. And I joined a small management, smaller management consulting f- firm. Mm. Um, and I spent two and a half years there. And It was a great experience for me it helped me build um, and consolidate a lot of different skills around kind of analysis and critical thinking um, and which I then got to apply in other jobs that I um, sought as well Um, and I really came back to came back to Bain um, much later in my career after feeling like I had the opportunity to work in a lot of different other areas as well
0: Hmm. when a client comes to you with a problem they they come to Bain um, and they say you know this is this is the issue I'm I'm facing. Can you roughly describe what the the process is that you, you would undergo to you know, solve the problem, implement the solution? If that's part of what you do as well, um, can you? sort of step me through yeah sure so
1: often when a client um so has an issue so so sometimes it's not that they come to us with an issue Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a client that we've worked with for years and years and we're in an ongoing discussion as kind of a trusted advisor for them and so um they would naturally come to us when you know they have successes and also kind of um you know tricky or challenging periods throughout their career or throughout the the company's kind of position. Um, And so part of that role is also to be great at listening. Um, And so listen to what the client says um, and think through the different elements of the problem that they're they're, um, facing. And so sometimes the most kind of difficult part is actually really defining what is the problem that they're facing. Um, They can see a lot of different challenges that are coming towards them, regulatory or competitive. And so the first part is really around, you know, defining the problem. Um, You know, what is the situation? How is it kind of complicated? What are the key questions that they're really trying to solve? Um, And that's almost half the battle is making sure that you have a really good understanding of the problem and then from there you can then think about how to actually solve that. Um, So the way that we do that is we usually work with the client to think through what are the key elements of the problem and then how would we go about solving that. Um, And so we kind of define a kind of scope of work with them. And then think through how would we actually tackle that. So is the best position for the company to tackle that themselves or where can we really differentially help um, and leverage our expertise? Um, We don't want to do work just for the sake of doing work. We don't want to write reports just for the sake of writing reports. We really want to help our clients achieve the results that they want to see. So after we've kind of gone through that process of defining the problem, then we'll think about um, how to best solve that and where we can really um, fit into that. Um, and so then usually from that kind of scope of work um, then we'll develop a work plan and we'll kind of define the key kind of chunks of work that will help take us to the desired kind of answer Mm -hmm. and what we try to do is work really closely with the client as I mentioned before the clients are the ones that have the deep expertise and knowledge of the industry and what we're bringing is kind of frameworks and critical thinking so We really need to work kind of hand in hand. So usually what we'll try and do is we'll um, develop something that we call like an answer first, which is given the information that we have, how do we think we would solve this problem and what do we think the answer is? And often that answer first is not completely correct. There's always kind of gaps And that's what we'll continually test and refine. So we'll test that with the client, we'll develop new information, and we'll kind of go through this cyclical kind of process of continually refining what we think the answer is until we get to the end of the case. We've got all the different pieces of information, we've done all the big blocks of work, um, we've continually iterated and and, um, evolved that with the client, Um, and then we get to a point where we can kind of... We have an answer that we can kind of share with them and then think through what's the next stage. So is do they have a clear answer to the problem that they can now execute how can we help them execute are there more questions that have unfolded because of this is there a new problem that we kind of need to define and think about and so we can then help them do that too
0: it seems like research would be a large part of what you do as management consultants because i mean i know studying business at school you know in our textbook we had the various graphs and charts and things that um, Bain, BCG and McKinsey had created over the years and yep. as part of this sort of canon of business management. Um, is, there a spe- is there a division within Bain that's specifically dedicated to researching the industry, researching um, new problem solving methods and frameworks or is it more on the job uh, sort of data collection? Is, is yeah, that, is
1: that- um, that's a really good question and I think um, so I I mentioned that I started my career at a much smaller management consulting firm, and there it was all kind of just on the job, and a lot of the information and analytics was kind of housed in the in the minds of people. Um, at Bain, we're a much bigger firm, and so we not only have all our kind of generalist consulting staff but we have um, kind of teams um, who we call kind of product knowledge teams and they look after kind of individual kind of areas so things like strategy they'll look at all the different strategy projects that we do and they help to kind of um, think through uh, if we have any issues around a new strategy project who best to talk to and what are the best analogies around the world And similarly, we have different industry experts as well. So we'd have a telco practice, and they house all the kind of telecommunications knowledge as well within that. So you've got kind of individuals who kind of – and kind of systems around that to house a lot of that knowledge. And then we have kind of the consulting staff who actually engage with our clients and help deliver the solution that's the most – the best suited for them.
0: As a consultant, are you in a specific branch where we deal with this kind of company, or are you – you know working with a whole bunch of companies
1: so um, as a consultant you tend to work with a whole bunch of different companies um, and that allows you to at least i guess see what is similar and different about the different companies and the different industries because um, often some of the problems that are faced in the financial services industry might end up being kind of similar to the ones that you'd face in telecommunications but you wouldn't naturally see that unless you started to um, work in multiple projects across different industries. So we tend to be quite generalist that way. Um, but our clients are also you know, incredibly smart, capable um, individuals and teams. And often they're really focused on operationally kind of executing, um, that we give them kind of an extra kind of pair of hands and legs to kind of get in there and kind of think about a problem that They might just be stuck on or they just need a new perspective on as well and we can kind of be that sounding board for them and so within kind of professional services so that includes kind of management consulting as well as all the other kind of service areas as well really the role is to think about our clients needs and kind of tailor what we know and what we've seen elsewhere to help them deliver what they need
0: Hmm. have you found that within obviously Bain is a company right and and you work with a whole bunch of companies helping them solve their problems Bain I imagine has its own problems yeah Um, have you noticed a lot of organizational change since you first started there
1: yeah um, that's a great question and and I have Um, so we we had a new global managing director that came in and as part of that we also kind of deployed some Bain teams to look at ourselves Um, and I was involved in some of the projects associated with that and it was really interesting for us to see because you start to see that in any organization even like Bain um, there's always this kind of reluctance towards change People know that there are issues, and if you ask, um, you know, if you ask any university student about the problems at, the, at their university, I'm sure there'll be a long list. And same with any employee thinking about the ways that their employer could be better. Um, but then thinking about how to change and uh, move out of your kind of your kind of comfort zone and implement those solutions, um, you can see that everyone. It's always like a bit of a tricky. Um, kind of project in of itself Um, so it's been really amazing to watch I think Um, Bain reflect on itself and then think through how we want to evolve and grow as a firm and so as part of that you know we've thought a lot more about our own strategy Um, how do we think about really involving kind of the latest kind of digital tools um, in the work that we do how do we hold on to the core parts um, of our value and skill set that allow us to deliver things to our clients but also um, kind of evolve over time and how do we think about consulting evolving over the next kind of five, ten years. Mm. Um, and so all of that process, I think we've gone through as well and we kind of felt like our own client. Um, and that's, it's a great position to be in because then it allows you to be so much more empathetic and understanding for the clients that we do serve mm. and the change that we do ask them to, um, to take on as well. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. It's, it's something you think about when you hear about management consulting firms and yeah. it's not something you generally get answered so thanks for that um so we're running out of time so I think the last question I'd like to ask you um and you know it might bring up some other experiences and things is what is a piece of advice that you would give someone in our position Mm um so say we're a penultimate student at university we're studying x y and z um and we're not really sure where to go because you know there we're inundated with all of this marketing material and promotional material and it's very difficult to understand, you know, where to go, you know, what's the next step. Yeah. Um, what what's the what's a piece of advice you would give someone in that position?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think there's a couple of pieces of advice. So I think the main one is I think don't be afraid to take risks and chances and there's no kind of really wrong steps. Um, I was, I always felt like I was, um, I kind of chose management consulting because it was the broadest profession that I could. Um, but I found it opened up pathways for me to do a lot of other things. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of work in Sri Lanka and work at an NGO and work on the ground there. I got to run a coffee company in Rwanda. Um, I got to work for an impact investment fund in New York. um, And then I got to come back into management consulting as well. And so there's no kind of closed door. And I think as kind of, our world kind of continues to evolve and there are just more and more opportunities. Um, there's always exciting prospects for people that um, are willing to, you know, work hard, um, you know, be curious and are willing to be flexible and adaptable. Mm. Um, and so I think as long as you kind of hold on to those things, um, there's no wrong steps that you can really take.
0: Good advice. Well, thank you, Ramya, for talking to us and for anyone interested in working at Bain or, or finding a bit more about the firm obviously you guys have a website and yeah. recruitment opens up in January and yeah, March that's around right. those times.
1: yeah so we have um, graduate recruitment rounds in January and March and so we really welcome um, anyone from AFEC or from the ANU to apply um, it's been I've had such an amazing experience working with Bain um, over the last two years and really encourage um, people to to look into management consulting and consider it a, a possible career path.
0: Well, thank you very much. Cool, and thank we will you. see you on the next one.